KTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, former Chief Secretary John Lee has submitted documents to run for the chief executive spot. Three public housing units used as community isolation facilities will be returned to their original use by the end of the month. And Shanghai reports almost 3,000 more COVID-19 infections. Chief Executive hopeful John Lee has submitted his bid to run for the top job. The former chief secretary earlier said he's received support from 786 members of the 1,500-strong election committee. He only needed 188 to run. Mr. Lee submitted the papers at the Electoral Affairs Office at City Gallery in Central. Speaking to the press afterwards, he said campaigning hasn't been easy. It is hard effort because I think a lot of the media friends have been working hard together with me. For example, on a single day, I went around 10 places to explain to the various members. And I have been conducting meetings online. Some were actually made public. So you saw uh, the efforts and time that my team and I have been putting into the campaign. The government has announced that three public housing blocks and two transitional housing buildings used as community isolation facilities, or CIFs, will resume their original use at the end of the month. Speaking to reporters at the daily COVID press briefing this morning, Chief Executive Kerry Lamb also said that an additional two transitional housing projects will be returned to their relevant owners. Mrs. Lamb said this was because of the falling number of COVID infections. In light of the latest downward trend and decrease in the number of confirmed cases, we have come to the conclusion that we have an adequate supply. And instead of preserving every CIF for anticipated use, uh, because there are very limited resources that have other purposes, like uh, hotel rooms that should be for the arrivals and housing units should be for people to improve their living conditions. Mrs. Lamb also told reporters there were no plans to halt the flight suspension mechanism, saying reducing the number of imported cases was an important component in the government's anti-epidemic strategy. She said the authorities are working on securing more hotel rooms for quarantine, adding that they've just announced that three more hotels that had been used to isolate COVID patients had now been converted into quarantine hotels. We have managed to keep Hong Kong safe for a very long time uh, in the last two years, and uh, we will continue to do so. So we have no immediate plans to relax the uh, route-specific flight suspension restrictions that we have introduced. But for those who could come back on these uh, return flights, if they need more quarantine hotels for the seven-day quarantine, then we are supplying more hotels. The Consumer Council says it's received more than 240 complaints over the online purchase of rapid test kits, with many people saying their orders were severely delayed and that they weren't given refunds. The watchdog said one person waited for more than a month and a half for her test kits to arrive. The council said late deliveries hinder the fight against the pandemic. It's it's, excuse me, it's Chief Executive Gilly Wong was asked if she expects complaints to rise, especially when families have to buy self-test kits for school children ahead of in-person class resumption. We hope not. Reasons being is with the ample supply in the market, with different supplies range, there should be many choices for consumers. But consumers, on the other hand, have to be mindful about the quality of the product by referencing to the claims and also the endorsed list from um, different jurisdictions. 
Shanghai has reported more than 26,000 new COVID infections yesterday, almost 3,000 more than the previous day. According to figures from the National Health Commission, about 1,200 of the cases were classified as symptomatic, and the remaining 25,000 were asymptomatic. Across the country, some 27,000 cases were recorded, with about 5% of them classified as symptomatic. At a press conference, a health official from the Shanghai Municipal Health Commission, Wu Chanyu, said they had tested nearly 20 million people in the financial hub so far, and that testing will continue. Shanghai's epidemic prevention and control is at a critical juncture. Continuous screening using nucleic acid and antigen tests is an important task in stopping the transmission of the virus. U.S. President Joe Biden has accused the Russian President Vladimir Putin of committing genocide in Ukraine. He first used the term during a speech on fuel prices in Iowa. Mr. Biden then reinforced the accusation, saying Mr. Putin was trying to wipe out the idea of even being able to be Ukrainian. He said the evidence was mounting of the horrible things Russia was doing, and it sure seems like genocide to him. Your family budget, your ability to fill up your tank, none of it should hinge on whether a dictator declares war and commits genocide a half a world away. To help deal with this Putin price hike, I've authorized the release of one million barrels per day. The U.S. president has previously accused Russia of committing war crimes in Ukraine following the killings of hundreds of civilians in Bucha and other towns. Russia has denied targeting civilians. Mr. Putin has dismissed the evidence of atrocities by his army as fake. The Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons says it's concerned about unconfirmed reports of chemical agents being used in the besieged Ukrainian city of Mariupol. On Monday, a Ukrainian army unit said a Russian drone had dropped a poisonous substance causing illness but not deaths. Ukrainian MP Lesia Vasilenko said Russia could stage a chemical attack. We will, in Ukraine, not be surprised in the least if Russia employs uh, chemical uh, warfare and biological warfare against Ukraine. Uh, We know already that they are absolute barbarians. Uh, They are willing to break every rule in the international law rule book, and they are willing to go to atrocities to cause extreme suffering to the Ukrainian population, whether it is military or civilian. It doesn't matter for them. New York City police say the gunman in the Brooklyn subway shooting fired at least 33 bullets in the rush hour train, shooting 10 people. The gunman wore a gas mask and a construction vest and set off a smoke canister amid the violence. Five people were in critical condition, but they're expected to live. New York Mayor Eric Adams called for gun laws to be revised. Ending gun violence means changing gun laws. We cannot clean up a flood when the water is still pouring into the basement. And we can never stop the killing if we cannot stop the guns. To be clear, we will not surrender our city to the violent few, and we will not surrender all of America to this cult of death. Shootings in New York City have risen this year, and the uptick in violent gun crime has been a central focus for Mr. Adams since he took office in January. Police say they've recovered a handgun, a hatchet, and a range of potential potentially incendiary devices at the Brooklyn station where the man opened fire on commuters. Authorities have named 62-year-old Frank R. James as a person of interest. James Essig is chief of detectives at New York's police department. 
we literally have hundreds of detectives out in the field right now pouring through video at train stations, the egresses, the recovery sites of the vehicle. We hope to have clearer pictures of who we believe is the shooter. We have various descriptions of height. We're looking through all possible leads on our person of interest. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the Finance Minister Rishi Sunak have rejected calls for them to resign after they were fined by police for breaking COVID lockdown rules by attending a party in 2020. Mr. Johnson's wife, Carrie, was also fined. All three have apologized. Opposition parties accused Mr. Johnson and Mr. Sunak of lying to the public about their attendance at the party in Downing Street. Mr. Johnson is the first British prime minister to receive a criminal sanction while in office. There was a brief gathering in the cabinet room shortly after 2 p.m., lasting for less than 10 minutes, during which people I work with kindly passed on uh, their good wishes. And I have to say, in all frankness, at that time, it did not occur to me uh, that this might have been a breach of the rules. Scientists in the United States have warned about the possibility of a new outbreak of the mosquito-borne virus Zika. Here's the BBC's Ben Lowings. Researchers from the Institute for Immunology at La Jolla say a single mutation in the virus would have the potential to trigger a rapidly spreading variant. Recent infection studies suggest variants may spread even in countries which have built up immunity from previous outbreaks of Zika. The insects which transmit Zika are found across Asia and throughout the Americas, except for Canada and Chile, where it's too cold for them to survive. In 2016, the virus sparked a global medical emergency. Thousands of babies were born with brain damage after their mothers became infected while pregnant. Work on a vaccine is underway. Canada's Environmental Agency has warned large swaths of the country to brace for what it says could be the worst blizzard in decades. Environment Canada says a massive winter storm will bring powerful north winds and heavy snowfall to southeastern Saskatchewan and southern Manitoba in the coming hours. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 21,363. That's 44 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $50.6 billion. And in currencies a short time ago, the U.S. dollar will purchase 125.57 yen. The euro was at one U.S. dollar and eight cents. And the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 18 cents. And to sport, the Brooklyn Nets have held a moment of silence before their game against Cleveland after the subway shooting. The incident occurred at a station in the Sunset Park neighborhood of Brooklyn, close to the team's training center, where they held their morning shoot-around. Here's the Nets coach, Steve Nash. You know, that's the subway stop for our practice facility and for our, our you know, our office. Um, you know, my kids go to school, not not exceedingly far. So, you know, it does hit home and you just feel for all those affected and you recognize that, you know, we have a lot of growing to do. The NBA's play-in tournament is underway as the 7th and 10th finishers fight for the two remaining playoff spots in each conference. The Nets beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 115-108. to They will get a first-round date with the Boston Celtics. In the West, the Minnesota Timberwolves eked out a victory against the Los Angeles Clippers, winning 109-104. to They will face the Memphis Grizzlies in the first round. Tomorrow, the New Orleans Pelicans will play the San Antonio Spurs for the final playoff spot in the West. The Atlanta Hawks host the Charlotte Hornets. And in soccer, Real Madrid scraped into the Champions League semifinals after surviving a fight back from Chelsea. Benzema! It's that man, Benzema!
Chelsea erased Real Madrid's 3-1 first leg advantage and had the aggregate lead for a few minutes at the Bernabeu before the hosts hit back. Karim Benzema scored an extra time to send Real into the semifinals 5-4 on aggregate. The former Chelsea goalkeeper Rob Green was watching the match and he felt the English side deserved more. They put their hearts and soul into this game and they implemented the strategy perfectly in the game. And Real Madrid looked lost. They looked like they didn't have a clue. They looked short of confidence. But, as we were saying, this is what Real Madrid do. They have players who produce moments. And today it was Modric, it was Courtois, and then it was Benzema. And that was enough. You have to go back to the first leg and say it just wasn't good enough and really gave themselves too much to ask. Elsewhere, Nigeria's Samuel Chukwesi scored a late goal as Villarreal stunned Bayern Munich to reach the semifinals for the first time in 16 years. More details from the BBC's John Bennett. A defensive masterclass by Unai Emery's Villarreal. After a poor first half, Bayern Munich came up flying after the break. They had four really good chances before Robert Lewandowski finally broke the deadlock from just inside the box. But after that, Villarreal's yellow wall stood up to constant Bayern pressure. And then, with two minutes to go, on the counter-attack, Gerard Moreno found Samuel Chukwueze at the back post to send Villarreal into only the second Champions League semi-final of their history. Manchester City take a 1-0 lead away to Atletico Madrid. City boss Pep Guardiola says he's expecting more from Atletico, who didn't register a single shot on target in Manchester last week. They created momentums, real ones, through their own game, through because you are not playing good, for uh, the passion that uh, all the fans through the history they have. Um, uh, they will be moments that they will be so aggressive, higher and incredible problems. Meanwhile, Man City captain Fernandinho says he'll leave the club at the end of the season and return to Brazil. When I change my position, maybe it could be one of the reasons I drop at my place and then it was a little bit hard for me to recover. And obviously with the age, it was a little bit hard for me. I put myself in a position to try to help the team as always I did. And I'm glad with that. The 36-year-old midfielder has won four Premier League titles, one FA Cup and six League Cups since joining City from Shakhtar Donetsk in 2013. He started in just one league game this season. And looking at the weather, it'll be mainly cloudy with a few showers, hot and sunny during the day, maximum temperature around 28, 29 degrees. Temperature right now, 26 degrees, and the relative humidity, 79%. That's the news from RTHK. Unreroute the rivers, let the damned water beat. There's some people down the way that's thirsty, so let the liquid spirit free. The people are thirsty because of man's unnatural hand. Watch what happens when the people catch wind, when the water hits the banks of that hard, dry land. Clap your hands now. Head, clap your hands now. Clap your hands now. Go ahead and clap your hands now. Mm-hmm. Get ready for the wave. It might strike like a final flood. The people haven't drank in so long. The water won't even make mud. After it comes, it might come with a steady flow. Grab the roots of the tree down by the river. Dip your cup when your spirit's low. Clap your hands now. Go ahead and clap your hands now. Clap your hands now. Clap your hands now. Dip down and take a drink. And fill your water tank. Dip down and take a drink. 
and fill your water tank. Spirit free. The folk are thirsty because of man's unnatural hand. Watch what happens when the people catch wind of the water hidden banks of hard dry land. Clap your hands now. Clap your hands now. Go ahead and clap your hands now. Clap your hands now. Dip down and take a drink and fill your water tank. Dip down, take a drink, and fill your water tank. Liquid spirit. Liquid spirit. Liquid spirit. Liquid spirit. Clap your hands now. Liquid spirit. One, two. Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Osmani. On the show today, after 1.30, JJ's Music Box. This month, Jayang Javeri moves from female vocalist to legendary male vocalist. And we kick off this week by traveling to America to meet good old Blue Eyes himself, the one and only Frank Sinatra one of the best-selling music artists of all time. And after 2 p.m., I talk Scrabble. So if the thought of double word scores excites you and you search for a Z or an X, then you'll be pleased to know that it's actually National Scrabble Day in the USA. And I thought we should adopt it too. And I'll be checking out some interesting facts about the game. Then after 2.30, Chris McCallaghan is here for her weekly audio column. And this week, her chosen subject is bats. And we're not talking cricket or baseball, but the flying variety. Mm-hmm. 